Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. What kind of music is this? I'm not used to this one. Salakata back on the fan. This is Metallica? Yeah, that's not my thing. You're into this, Fleegs? Metallica? I don't know if I would say I'm into it, but I know this song, and I think if certain lyrics hit, you would know it. Oh, okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not into Metallica. It's a little, little too hard for my style. Anyway, 877-337-6666, the number to call. We'll get back to your calls in about 20 minutes or so. Right now, we welcome in... Taylor Mathis for hottest picks in the game. Of course, you could check her out. Uh, Superbook Sports. Uh, check her out. T-Math uh, on um, Twitter and Instagram. Taylor, how are you ahead of this wild card weekend? I am doing good. I'm very excited for this weekend. We have a lot of really good games ahead for wild card weekend. At T-Math Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. And, you know, we, to me, Taylor, I've been saying this. I don't know about you, and I don't know if you're a big college basketball fan or not or what other weekend you would get up for, but these are the best weekends in sports as far as I'm concerned. The wild card weekend where you got the six games and the divisional round next weekend as well. Totally. I completely agree. That's why I'm like this weekend. It's so exciting to see teams play for all the marbles, too. Every single game matters to get to the next round. Is there a difference, Taylor, when you're looking at picks or props in the postseason, or do you just treat it like regular season as well? For the most part, I treat it like the regular season as well, except for Week 18 because we know it was much harder to cap due to the fact that a lot of teams sat players and certain teams didn't have to. So that is something to look at when you're in Week 18. But other than that, I pretty much keep it like the regular season, I mean, unless you're looking at Kirk Cousins, I, when he's in the spotlight, you know, things are always different with him. So that Vikings-Giants game should be an interesting one. By the way, we'll get into Dak and your Cowboys in a little bit. But again, you nailed it. Dak, I mean, he's good for an interception. It's guaranteed. That's been a winner. How many weeks in a row have you won that one? Seven. Seven weeks in a row. It just doesn't stop. I'm, of course, on that for this week, too. How can you not be? I think you're right. You have to keep rolling with it until it doesn't hit. And then before we get into some of the picks here, Taylor, we're talking with Taylor Mathis, of course, hottest picks in the game at Team at Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Do you think there's a little bit of a letdown in the weekend because of no Tua and no Lamar Jackson? Mm, definitely. Those are two games where, honestly, I don't exactly have picks in them per se yet because of everything going on with the quarterback situation. I really just like laying the points with both of the home teams there because it very much looks like that team is going to go to the Bills and the other team is going to go to the Bengals. I would be so surprised if that changed. It is a little disappointing for the Dolphins, especially because they started out the season so strong with Tua under center. Now every other week, it's a mystery on who they have starting at quarterback and the Ravens, ugh, don't get me started there. I think there is something deeply going on in Baltimore because why have they not signed Lamar Jackson to something? Makes me think that this franchise does not completely believe in him as the franchise quarterback. Yeah, I think you might be on to something there. All right, Taylor, let's get right into it. Seahawks, Niners, first game of the weekend, 4.30 Eastern time on Saturday. What do you like between the Niners and the Seahawks? 
This one should be fun. These two teams are obviously very familiar with each other in the NFC West. The Seahawks at the 49ers, San Francisco, nine and a half point favorites. I give all the credit in the world to Seahawks quarterback Geno Smith for getting this team to the point that they're at. No one would have predicted that Seattle would have been here after trading away Russell Wilson. Our Seahawks have done it. Despite all of that and Smith finishing in the top 10 passing categories for most things in the NFL, I'm fading him a little bit this weekend going Smith under 230 and a half passing. He's hit this under in three straight games, averaging 222 through the air in his last five. Against SF, he's gone 50-50 on this prop this season. But this is a game where everything is on the line, and the Niner game is going to show up. They have the fourth-best secondary in the league. They're coming to play. Smith averages 220 yards against top-ten secondaries, so I'll take the under on Geno Smith, 230-and-a-half passing. How do you feel? I mean, I just get the sense from the way that you uh, explain why you're picking the under with Geno right there. You feel like the Niners are ready to just roll Seattle in this one? I'm not asking you to put your you know name on the line as far as a pick goes, but your gut feel for the way the game goes, you feel like the Niners are going to roll them, or you think the Seahawks could be somewhat competitive in this game? Oh, I actually, an interesting little fact, there's 12 starting quarterbacks this week in the NFL wildcard weekend. Possibly seven of them are making their playoff debuts. Hmm. One of the only guys that I trust there is going to be Brock Purdy. I mean, the uh, 49ers have yet to lose under Purdy when he's under center. And he's got a nearly a 70% completion rating when he's at home. He's just excellent where it matters most to in the red zone. He has 13 TDs in just seven games. Plus, Purdy's already beat the Seahawks once this season. He has a very talented core, which really helps propel the offense. And he has the number one defense in the NFL to back him up as well. I think that's why I really just like SF this weekend. I think San Francisco really has this one in the bag. I wouldn't even be afraid to lay the nine and a half points with the 49ers as well. I think they just come out and get things done, take care of business. Now, do you do, because sometimes, Taylor, and maybe this is just my betting style, I love, I'm a sucker for parlays or even teasers, and I like grouping the standalone games together. Like on a Sunday at 1 when there's a bunch of different games going on or 4 o'clock, it's a little different. But when you have the standalone games, like we had last Saturday, obviously, um, with the Chiefs and Raiders, and then the night game with the Titans and Jaguars, you have that, obviously, all weekend this weekend. Will you play group plays at all in that fashion, whether it's a parlay or a teaser with the standalone games, or are you just still individual game-based, that's it for you? I am definitely an individual-based kind of girl. Parlays are just sticky, and that is how you get in trouble with betting, (laughs) so advising safe betting, staying away from parlays, you're going to keep your money more by straight betting. If you want to get fun and do something little, I will occasionally, very occasionally, put together a parlay maybe of all of the games and just pick money line outright winners. Put a dollar, put $2 on it, see how it goes for fun. But I really do try to stick to straight bets because it's just the safer route to go more likely to keep your units and not go crazy and get in the red. Yeah, and I have a problem with the parlays. That's why I'm all over the place. I'm a psychopath. I can't help it. I can't help it. I love the lower risk, high reward. So I'd rather parlay games together. And it just, I don't know, it's just always been a thing of mine. I know it's a sucker bet. My uncle's told me at a young age, don't ever do a teaser and, you know, whatever. Parlays are impossible, but it's what I like to do. I don't know. It's just me. How about because it makes it more fun? Yeah. It really does. But if you want to be safe, I play it safe. I guess I'm a, I'm not a very much of a risk taker here with the bets. I go with the straight bets. Practice safe wagering, no question about it. All right, Taylor, what about the Saturday night game? You get the Jaguars at home coming off their big win last Saturday against the Titans. They're taking on Justin Herbert and the Chargers. What do you like here? Maybe I am putting too much faith in the Jags and Trevor Lawrence, but I like them to upset the Chargers. I'm taking the Jags on the money line to upset Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I don't think I'm the only one on this play. Lawrence has just played like the overall number one draft pick that we knew there was a reason he got taken for. He's got 4,118 passing yards this season, 25 touchdowns. Both of those are top 10 in the NFL. Lawrence and the Jags have won five straight, seven of their last ten. Lawrence already handed Lawrence has already handed it to the Jags earlier this season, thirty-eight to ten. Twenty-three-year-old Lawrence, he plays fearless. He's a competitor. 
He's going to make you defend every single inch of that field. And the improvements head coach Jock Peterson has made with Lawrence in just one season is something to watch, regardless of the fact if they do end up losing to the Chargers, what Trevor Lawrence and the Jags have been able to do in one season of a turnaround is something to watch. I'm sticking with the momentum that the Jags have. I like them as my dog to upset the Chargers this week. And if the Chargers do lose, I think Brandon Staley is out. Wow. You think they're going to fire him, huh? I do. I feel like their biggest problem going into the offseason was their defense. They go out, they get Khalil Mack from Chicago to try to make things better. And you have the worst run defense in the league. There just hasn't been very many improvements in the way their record has looked for two seasons now consecutively with the talented core they have around them. The record just doesn't correlate very well. I think Staley needs to win this wild card game in order to stay on with L.A. If he doesn't, I'd be worried for him that he's out on Black Monday. Yeah, I don't think he's a great head coach. I don't love him, but that is a little surprising to hear you say that. I mean, look, they they were a young team in the postseason, and, you know, if they do lose, I could see maybe they think if they could get, uh, like, Sean Payton, whatever in there, uh, you know, a bona fide uh, stud head coach to pair with their quarterback, but that would be a little surprising to me. Uh, after the result of that game, if the Chargers go out and then Staley gets fired. All right, so there you have it for the Saturday games. And one quick thing, Taylor, before we move on to Sunday, do you, this is one quirky thing that I do, and I know it's stupid, and you could tell me I'm an idiot for doing this, but it's just me in my head. If, like, the first game goes to the home team or the favorite, I Mm -hmm. look at the second game a little differently. Maybe not just the first two games, but then overall – like, all the home teams aren't going to win. All the favorites right. aren't going to cover. Is there anything to that logic? <laughs> I personally still just look at the games individually, but I do completely agree in Wild Card Weekend. Don't just take all the favorites outright. If that would be the case and they all win, that would be very shocking. There's going to be an upset somewhere right. in there. I think particularly for me, I think I see it neither. Chargers, Jags, and I like a possible upset in Vikings, Giants as well. And the whole public, of course, is on the Bucks to beat the Cowboys. I'm not sitting with them there, but the Bucks are definitely the public dog of the week. Yeah, all right, interesting. I just, I always look at it. I know it's weird, but with the standalone games, like, oh well, two of the ho- two of the home favorites already covered. At some point, you're going to see an upset, so maybe I go the other way. Buffalo, Miami, you mentioned it. Um, it's really not even, you know, this is probably the worst game on the board because of Miami's quarterback situation. It's a shame, but it is what it is there. You mentioned the Giants and the Cow- and the uh, Vikings. As you know, Taylor, that's the game that we're focused on here in New York the most. Giants' first postseason appearance in years. Nice to see them back in the playoffs. And the feel around here is that the Giants, because they com- were competitive in Minnesota on Christmas Eve Week 16, that the Giants are going to win. I think immediately after that game, they were everybody was saying, oh, if the Giants see Minnesota again, they're going to win. What's your feel here, Vikings and the Giants? Mm, I'm agreeing with New York a little bit. I don't know if I'm brave enough to take the Giants on the money line. I'm going to take the three points with New York, though. Minnesota's only getting that standard three-point home field advantage. And like you said, people are just really questioning if this Vikings team can even get a win in the playoffs. And one thing we know, when Minnesota does get wins, it comes in a dramatic fashion every single time. When they lose, it's a complete blowout. If I were going to take the Vikings, I think you should buy the points down to two and a half. I rarely ever buy points, but that's a case where if you like the Vikings, I think that you should do that. I'm more on a prop, though, on the Vikings side. Justin Jefferson over 91 and a half receiving. He said this over 69% of the time this season, averaging 106 yards through his last 10 games. And Jefferson's had plenty of rest. He's only seen a total of 10 targets over the last two weeks. He just gets better and better every season, which is very hard to do in the NFL. His ability to not crack under pressure. He's an elite route runner. He's the best receiver against press coverage and top three against man. He really elevates the Vikings offense and quarterback Kirk Cousins. Jefferson's already faced New York once, too, on Christmas Eve. He had 133 yards. I'm interested to see if this Giants 31st-ranked secondary will be able to step up against him and limit him a bit this game. I suspect he's going to have a giant game, though, so I'll go with Jefferson over 91.5 receiving. Can I ask you, Taylor, what the hell happened to Justin Jefferson in the fantasy championship? 
Uh, I couldn't tell you. How does that I, happen? I was, un- I was unlucky enough. I'm thinking it's because, you know, they thought they would sit and rest him. They didn't really need to have him playing as much. I had Cooper Cup, so I got... I got screwed way earlier than that on my receivers. I had nobody that I could really pick up to fill in those gaps. So I knew I was out of the championship, unfortunately, a few weeks ago with that. Yeah, I mean, just the fact that Jefferson, a guy like that, that you're talking about best receiver in the game and all this, the fact that he could disappear when fantasy fans need him the most, that was surprising. Um, And what is the public on in that game, Giants and Vikings? you have the numbers on that? I'm curious if Um, I believe things are relatively 50-50. I'm going to pull them up just to see what we're on. I believe they're pretty 50-50, though. It just the feel, like yeah, the feel here. The Giants on the spread, 54% of the money is on the Giants, 46 on the Vikings. Overall, on the money line, Vikings are getting majority of the money, 58% to 42% on the Giants. So it's relatively even split. Hmm. Okay. I just get the feel around here that everybody's picking the Giants, and usually when that happens, I like to go the other way. So I was just curious if you had the exact numbers. You have any feel? I mean, we touched on it a little bit earlier on the Sunday night game: Bengals at home taking on the Ravens. I know you mentioned there's uh, maybe more going on with the Ravens organization, but is there any way the Ravens could keep this game close? In your opinion? Well, I don't think so. Unfortunately for Ravens fans, and like I said. I think there's a deeper issue going on in Baltimore right now. How do you not sign Lamar Jackson to a deal right now and you're going to allow one of these young guys' backups to start in a playoff game for you against the Bengals instead of him? It just leaves me scratching my head, making me think that there is something going on between the organization and Jackson that's not sitting right with people. I don't think he's going to be around next season at this rate. I would be very shocked if he is. Something's not right. They don't agree in some way, shape, or form. The Bengals have won eight straight. And actually, Joe Burrow has led the Bengals to 11 consecutive wins through two seasons in December and January. I think he just rolls along with that. He didn't have the best outing last week, uh, but I think we will see him do a better job. Burrow spoke to how he wished he would have done a better job last week. I think that they hand it to the Baltimore Ravens, and the spread just keeps getting larger and larger for a reason. So it makes what, me what is it now, worried. 12 this or something? It was up to 13 points, I believe, the last time I checked. Wow. So it's not looking too good. Uh, I guess it's actually at 9.5. So wow. it started at 6.5. We're up to 9.5. Yeah, so I, I saw it keep going up as gap. well. Yeah, that is yeah. A- all right, so, and you get a couple of big spreads uh, with these games, again, with the backup quarterbacks. All right, how about your Cowboys, Taylor? Monday night, Dallas coming off of an ugly week in Washington, going to take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Just what's your feel? If you don't have a specific play for this game, that's fine. What's your feel about your Cowboys in this game? Well, Sal, you know I'm very superstitious, so <laughs> I'm nervous about this game. And like I said, the Bucks are clearly on – I mean, the public is clearly on the Bucks as the dog of the week. I mean, why wouldn't they be? I understand it. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, and it's Tom Brady, too. There's always the Tom Brady magic. Anything can happen. I hope I'm not being biased as a Dallas fan, but I think this is the first time that Dallas gets it done against Tom Brady, and I think I would lay the two-and-a-half points with the boys. They're 7-1 and one against the spread after a loss. And the difference maker is the Dallas defense. Their first in turnovers in the league with 33. Their third ranked in sacks. I would take Micah Parsons to record a sack. We all know how powerful he is off the edge. I think that's a great bet to take. He has six games this season where he had at least two, I think, in a game where he's extremely fired up. He's going to try to get to Brady. And Dallas, I, you know, they can still put up points. They put up the second most points in the league. Of course, I am going to suggest for everybody to take Dak Prescott to throw an interception this week. It is inevitable. I already said it earlier, seven straight games, 15 on the season. That's a league high right now. Regardless of my nerves, I think for the first time, Dallas is going to get it done. They are the better team. I'm biting my nails saying that, but I do think they get the win here in Tampa I also think if they don't, another coach that's out is Mike McCarthy. Wow. He's getting the boot, boot, or at least he should. If I were Jerry Jones, I would be firing Mike McCarthy. I was never wild about it as a Cowboys fan in the first place. 
the best aspect of that Cowboys team is the defense. I think you bring in Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator, as the new head coach. He knows how to operate that team. He knows these players. Be a smooth transition. I know everybody's calling for Sean Payton. I'm not about it. I've said Dan Quinn from the start. So if we don't get round one done, I like Dan Quinn as the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. One thing I will say, Taylor, and I'm assuming you don't know this about me yet, I despise Dan Quinn. You have to remember, I'm a Falcons fan. And okay. Dan, well, I mean, Dan Quinn blew that 28-3 Super Bowl lead in the third quarter. I'll never forgive him for that. He broke my heart. He didn't even break my heart. He stabbed me. I'll never I forgive him. I, hey, I get it. I look at Dan Quinn as a hero right now on the Cowboys because he's really done so much with that offense to turn things around for us. I've got nothing but high praises to sing for him. Is the public, I know you said it, the, the numbers back it up, the public's on Tampa? Yes, yeah, the public's on Tampa on the spread and on the money line. Only underdog to have both the spread and the money line this week. So yeah. Everybody has faith in Tom Brady. I'm with you, then. I'm going Dallas. All right, last one for you, Taylor. And we, of course, appreciate your time again, giving us the hottest picks in the game at TMath Sports on Instagram and Twitter. What's this weekend looking like for you? I talk about it all the time. I know like it's so special these weekends, whether you go out to a bar, whether you're home, whether you have people over. What are your plans? What's it looking like? How are you going to uh, consume these games here all weekend? Oh, I haven't even really thought about it. Saturday, I am having a bunch of girls over for a night, which the games will probably be over by, we, by the time we do this anyway, for a brunch is dinner little fun event. We're doing a secret Santa since we didn't get to it during the regular holidays because people were with family. So I'm doing that Saturday. It's a little bit different. If the games are still on at that point, I will have the games on here. But I'll most likely watch them during the day at home. Sunday, probably a little bit different. Maybe I will go out to a bar here in Scottsdale, watch the games there, try to make it a little more fun. But I'm doing dry January. So I'm trying to stay away from the bar scene and drinks and alcohol as much as possible. Oh, uh, all right. I got you. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not necessarily doing a dry January, but I don't drink that much. I mean, look, I'm an old man at this particular point. But I do. With these games, it's it's fun. It's special. I'm, I'm tempted to go to a bar Sunday. Exactly. Yeah, I want to go to a bar Sunday and watch these games. Saturday will be, you know, I'll be at home with my wife and kids. So we got to, you know, figure out. I can't do both days the way that I would if I were young and single like yourself, Taylor. So one of them I have to give up to the family and kind of have an eye on the games. Sunday, though, may be a me day, and I'll go out and party. And I forget that you're on the West Coast, so you have the you know, the, the game start earlier out there for you. Right. Very early. Sometimes I am like, whew, I peel open my eyeballs, and the games are already on. So I'm like, flip on the TV, and here we go. And then your Cowboys game, because you're a fan, do you need to watch that like home alone, or you go out for oh. that? Oof. I definitely watch Cowboys games home Sitting on my couch, I've got to be focused, I've got to be in the game, and I've got to be ready to be on my family's uh, group thread text, too. <laughs> because we're all shooting texts back and forth of what we think's going on and what the team should be changing. Because, you know, we're all the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys when they're playing, so... Definitely tuned in for that one on my own. I have to see every play and what's happening. Right. Mom sends a text. Sends a text. Do, do, do. Dak interception again. And then Taylor responds, I told you so, Mom. Yep. Every time we talk about it, I call him the uh, pick Prescott, the pick machine <laughs> right now. It's just it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Thank you so much, Taylor. Enjoy Wild Card Weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. Taylor Mathis, hottest picks in the game at TMath Sports, both on Twitter and Instagram. We're down to 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. Yes. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Perfect parlay coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll get back to your calls here. Whatever's on your mind on this football Friday, wild card weekend is upon us. I cannot wait. I got, uh, we got a situation with the in-laws coming over later on today. Usually we go, it's my wife's brother's family. 
They're great, obviously, but I'm just saying, you know, it's in-laws coming over. And usually we go to their house, and they have uh, three kids, two twins, you know, young age or young ages. It's going to be chaos. It'll be chaos. So they're coming over, and, you know, my wife's making dinner later on today. It's going to be chaos. And then, and I really hope nobody's listening, and there better not be a rat out there. Then my main concern is not them coming over, you know, tonight or whatever. That That's fine. But my main concern is what happens tomorrow because now tomorrow is wild card Saturday. And as I said before, those are non-negotiable. I know it's 430 kick, but, you know, I got stuff to do. I want to make sure my bets are in order. I want to make sure any fantasy pools that I'm getting in are settled. I want to know what I'm going to be doing for the games. on. Like, I got stuff I got to get done. I got to go to the gym, get that out of the way. And if they're sleeping over, which they are, you know, it's hard to kind of boot them out, right? Like, at what point do I say, hey, guys, enough's enough here. We're, uh, it was fun. Time to hit the road. Daddy's got to watch some football. Anyway, I'm excited for this weekend and today as well, just in case any of you rats are out there. Eli's calling from the Jersey Shore. What's up, Eli? Hey, what's up, Sal? How are you, Eli? Great. Um, I have three separate points to make. Mm-hmm. If I can just make them quickly, and then I'll hang up and listen to your responses. Go ahead. Um, three separate things. First of all, in regard to Jets OC, so I am a Texan fan, actually, and I was wondering what you think about Bill O'Brien, who I am aware was, I mean, halfway disaster, halfway good as a head coach, but he definitely is a proven OC, and he's doing a great job right now in Alabama. So wondering what you thought about that. I don't think it's the worst idea. I've always liked O'Brien when I know most people didn't like him, but I liked him even with your Texans when he was a a head coach there. I mean, even though he did ruin the franchise, but... Well, I mean, I don't know about that. They were in uh, regular playoff appearances with him. I I mean, I know what you're saying at the end with the trades and everything like that, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I still think O'Brien is uh, a decent head coach. I don't think he was as awful as people made it out to to be. No, no, we... We were consistently good, but we had Watson and Hopkins and should have been good for a decade, but he caused a disaster once we gave him yeah, too much but, power. Yeah, well, but no, I'd rather him have the power than the players. And they're a dysfunctional mess anyway with the owner. I mean, that's the problem that you have with the Texans. So if, worried, Bill O'Brien, yeah. if Bill O'Brien wants control and you know, he's the head coach, I'd rather give the head, uh, the head coach the control. They didn't want to do it, and you know, it, it, obviously it uh, went the way that it did. Right, I know what you're saying. Um, and number two, this is just a random question in regard to the playoffs. Why next round when the Bengals and Bills both win? Because we know they will. Um, why is that game not going to be in a neutral site? Um, uh, why did they figure that out? Why it wasn't? I'm assuming that, uh, the Bills they would have said, had a better record. No, they, no, they, they said because the tiebreaker. They said because they have the same amount of games, but why is why should that matter? Because because then they probably have a tiebreaker. No, no, no. The ba- the Bills. Oh no, the Bills. A, the Bills have a better no. record. I understand the Bills have a better record, but so the Chiefs have a better record than the Bills. But the thing is, because they could have played the Bengals Bills game, and they would have been able to get ahead. Oh, of the Chiefs. oh I see so what you're saying. Same yeah. thing in regard to the Bengals and Bills. All right. Yeah, but but they're just giving the Bills because they have the. Right, but the Bills have the better record right now. So I see what you're saying. It could have been that way. Well, it's the same thing as the Chiefs. Who cares? The, well, hold that, on a second. I got two would... people talking to me at once here. Hold on a second, Eli. Please explain this to me. What what he's what he's saying here? Because I so can't what hear he's him saying is he's... because if the AFC Championship game is Bills Chiefs, it's at a neutral site right. because the Bills weren't able to play the game. So we don't know if they would have had the game to match the record with the Chiefs, and then they would have won the tiebreaker. What Eli is saying is... Oh, it's the same situation. It, it would have worked the same way if the Bengals beat the Bills on that Monday night football game and then finished with the same record. They would have had the tiebreaker. So why are the Bills getting that treatment where the Bengals are not? And what's question. the answer from the NFL on that? I don't, I don't have the answer for that. We don't know. I mean, so that's... We, we don't know, Eli. Sorry, I had to talk to... I had to hear what Fleegs was saying first. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so, I mean, I have no answer. I, the NFL should have explained that then. And maybe could be, maybe just because not putting as much importance on that as they are the championship game, I guess. Maybe the league uh-huh. agreed that it didn't matter. I, I, look, here's the thing. There's nothing you could do about it. Like, they, What do you want the NFL to do? What would they do? Play that game in a neutral site? Then they have to set that up in the midst yeah. of divisional round weekend. I'm saying, why should it be different? The Bengals are getting screwed here, I would think. 
Well, I mean, I guess. Yeah, I guess in that scenario, if they do play again, potentially they're getting screwed. You don't know if they would have or, or, or won or not. Well, the same, again, with the Bills, but whatever. The same regard Bills and Bengals against the Chiefs. You know no, I know Bengals that, but, you talk, but it's an AFC championship game. That's that's the difference. AFC uh, championship versus – I look, I'm not Roger Goodell. I, I don't have the answer. You're asking me – use your common sense and figure it out. Why do you think that they didn't do it? You think they just sat there and said, hey, we're going to screw over the Bengals? Or do you think that there was a reason for it? Uh, I'm really – I thought about it hard. I saw the release. The release said because they – have this officially because they have the same record. And they I sorry, pardon, they have the same amount of games. Not sure why that's a good enough reason, though. Well, but if it's the same for the Chiefs, then it shouldn't be the same reason. No, no, but the, the, what I'm saying is the Chiefs had well, a different Well, hold on a second, because now, wait, 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 right, but the, see, that is the difference. Now, both, both of you guys are confusing me here, because the Chiefs played an extra game. I, I, I know, but the whole point is because... I get of, it, but forget about the hypotheticals. The game was not played. Take right. it for what it is right now. I don't care if the game was played, what would have happened. The game was not played. The right. Bengals do not have as good a record as the Bills. The Bills have a game record better. They, they, the Chiefs played an extra game. That's where the difference comes in. If you have I two don't... teams playing the same amount of games, I don't care if they were supposed to play each other. They played the same amount of games. The Bills have a better record through those same amount of games. End of story. That is why. And the Chiefs, the difference with the Chiefs, it's the Chiefs don't have the same record. Chiefs played an extra game. If they had the same record, maybe it'd be a different story. But they have the advantage because they played one more game. They won that game. Therefore, the Bills didn't have an, uh, an opportunity to match that. And that's why. Now, you can mince it any which way you want and say, yeah, but. But the reality is that game got canceled. So there is no yeah, but. As it ends right now with that game getting canceled, the Bills have a better record than the Bengals. That's it. And if you want to look any further, what do you think? Goodell has it in for the Bengals? Like, what's your point? Oh, I have no point. I was just wondering right. if you had. I, if I you don't. Had I don't. That, I thought of that reason also, but I don't. I don't think that's a good enough reason. Okay, but but that's not my problem or the uh -huh. NFL's problem. You don't think it's a good enough reason? I, I can't help you with that. You're asking what? You look at the record. Who's got a better record? I understand what you're saying. I know well, that's that. why. I thought of that. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Works. Fine. And the third thing is. And I know you've been talking about this for the past couple of days, and I just haven't been able to have a chance to hear your reasoning. But why don't you think, why wouldn't you be upset at the Mets for not going after Kraya if they were willing to give him 157 anyway? So just the AAV is the whole difference. It's seven more per year. Per year. So once they're willing to give him so much, even if their doctors are concerned, so it's you're willing to give it to him anyway, so give him a little more. Just match the Twins. No, because twins it's after. more It's more for the Mets with the luxury tax threshold right. than it would be. 14 more a year, so that's what the difference is, that 14 more a year? Uh, I'm not sure the exact difference, but it's a lot more. And it's not just the $41 million over the course of the six years that it was. Not to mention that they probably didn't feel comfortable about it anyway, Eli. And thank you for the call. Appreciate checking in. The Mets didn't probably feel comfortable uh, about it anyway to give him that six-year, 157 guaranteed. They were hesitant anyway. So you're saying, well, then why not just extend, which would have been more than the $41 million because of the luxury tax threshold. So now they're going on top of that. They didn't feel comfortable about it. Do, ask yourself this. Do you think it's about the money? With Steve Cohen, do you really think it was about the money? $7 million, $14 million per year. Was it about the money? I don't think that it was. It was more about the player being hurt or potentially being hurt. And also that they didn't need him that badly. Stewart is calling from Brooklyn. Good morning, Stewart. Good morning, Sal. Stewart, how are you this morning? All right. How are you today? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Good. And the in-laws... You have to deal with it. That's part of being married. Yeah, I know. I didn't really think about that before I got married, you but should I. Yeah, well, now you tell me. Yeah, where were you well, on that I'm one before? Sorry to tell you then. Yeah, I, well, I, I wasn't really on the air then. then. I, I know. had the worst. I had the worst in laws. Well, I, uh, let's say this much: they, the mother-in-law, from beyond hell. See, it's not the in-laws necessarily that's the problem in this case. Yeah, it's it's that. Life is too short to begin with. Time is short on top of that. Right. And now what happens when you get married is my 
Like the, like the things I would do with my free time is now cut in half because obviously I'm married to it. Yeah, well, right. So the holidays become split. The weekends become split. You know, whatever. you got to accommodate two families as opposed to one. That's the issue. That's, the, that's, the, that's always the issue. I know, but I wasn't thinking of that. I mean, I was I wish I thinking good. about other things getting married. Yeah, of course we think <laughs> about other things. Right. It's like, uh, let's get to the baseball. And the, and the football. The Giants, it's going to be a difficult task because you have to deal with Jefferson and uh, you have to deal with uh, Kirk Cousins. I mean, he could be on and he could be as hot as can be, but he could also be cold. And what time is the game starting? Uh, the Giants is 4.30. Well, he's not He's not a... He's always good at 1 o'clock, so let's hope that... that uh, Was it you who said that yesterday? He's a 1 o'clock QB? I like that line. No, I'm not, I'm not, but I'm saying oh. I agree with that stipulate, that what that person said. Mm. And I think that the defense has to stay, they have to limit Jefferson. They have to limit uh, Jefferson to a minimum. Because if they don't, and he gets loose, he's capable of anything. Where are you and, watching uh, the game Sunday? You'll be home watching it? I'll be watching it, yeah. I'm hoping I'm rooting for the Giants. Oh, and I'll give you another one. I'm picking Tampa Monday night. All right. Stewart's on record. I'm going to let you go here, Stuart, because you got to get to the perfect parlay. Thank you for the call. You like Tampa on Monday night. Stuart was over in the perfect parlay time. We have not had a caller successfully uh, hit a parlay. As a matter of fact, I don't even know if a caller has hit a game uh, yet, as we just randomly uh, invite the callers during uh, uh, to partake in the perfect parlay, which we're going to do on the other side. Fleegs and I coming off of wins. Marco coming off of a near win. We'll give the updated standings and then get to our perfect parlay picks on this wild card weekend in the NFL. We'll do that on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Argue about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. On the fan, perfect parlay time. Wild card weekend. Here we go. Oh shoot, I forgot to update the standings. Uh, I think I have it right here. Uh, I wrote this down the other day, and then I forgot to do the math. All right, so I had fifty-two going into last week. I hit the parlay, a three-teamer plus the money, the money line pick. So I was at fifty-two plus twenty-six. Fleegs, remember? Oh yeah, here it is, right here, seventy-eight. I did have it here. I have seventy-eight. Marco, you got overtaken by Fleegs, who hit his first parlay last week and both money lines, which turned out to be a big difference. So Fleegs was at 9. He is now at 35. And you, Marco, are at 32. Do you have anything to say for yourself that you're now in third place in the Perfect Parlay Picks Tournament? Uh, This is all completely my fault. I take full responsibility. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, you let me down. So there's and some, I went from taking first place to now being in the basement. So there's some interesting strategy involved, and we're going to do that. We'll do the Giants money line as well. Um, but obviously, you know the rules. You can pick up to four games still. Two teamers, ten points. Three teamers, twenty points. Four teamer is forty points. So I mean, now as we get down to it here, with just a few weekends left, I mean, you're going to have to decide if you're going to go big. Uh, or try to get some points on the board here. I have 78, Fleegs at 35, you at 32. Why don't you go first, Marco, with your perfect parlay? Well, I mean, it's going to be bigger 
go big or go home. Oh, you, you know I got to go for four yeah, here. Yeah, I like You know it. I got to give it a shot. I, I like got to see it. if I can get back in this thing and actually get first place. Because what's the point? I finished second. Who the hell cares? All right. So let's give it a shot. Um, I'm going to start with a, with an underdog on the Saturday night. I like the Jaguars in this spot. At home against the Chargers. Part of this is simply I don't trust the Chargers in any spot. I don't like Brandon Staley. I don't like the Chargers. I know they're talented. I understand how good Justin Herbert is. They did play each other early. This is weird. Every game in the wild card is a rematch. If at least one time, you got a lot of divisional games. Is that true? Yeah, every game this weekend is a rematch from at some point during this season. Jaguars destroyed the Chargers. I think it was week three. It was like 38 to 10. I mean, just totally dominated that game. Now, hmm. that's week three, so it's almost kind of like a different season. So I'm not going to take too much stock into that. But I do th- I do like the fact that Jacksonville has basically played playoff football for, what, a month and a half now? And I think they got the butterflies out while getting a win against Tennessee that was tougher than they probably should have had to play in that game because Tennessee had nothing with Josh Dobbs and all that. So I do like the char- uh, the Jaguars in this spot. Give me the two and a half at home against the Chargers. Okay. Game two, this one, I would have loved to have done this perfect parlay on Tuesday. However, we have to do it tonight. I still like the Bills laying the 13 against the Dolphins. Now, this spread, I think, started at like eight, eight and a half. Yeah, I think seven maybe was one of the lines I saw. You might be right, though, but I thought I saw seven. Now, obviously, it changed with Tua Tungavailoa being officially uh, ruled out for the game, and you got Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater's not going to play. So, line is shot through the roof. However, how do the Dolphins score Hmm. with Skylar Thompson against Buffalo in Buffalo? Like, I have a hard time envisioning them putting up too too many points and Buffalo, are they really going to stop at, like, 20? Like, I just don't buy that. So as much as 13 is usually a spot where I stay away from it, I just don't see it. Never mind the emotional factor and the DeMar Hamlin and all mm-hmm. that. Give me Buffalo laying the 13. Game three, and I'm going in chronological order of when the game's played. This scares me because of how much I like it. Give me the Giants plus the three in Minnesota. I think they flat out win the game. Wow. Which gives away the money line pick. I'm taking the Giants as well. Okay. I don't believe in the Vikings, and I've said Paper Tiger with a million other people all year long, but I do think the Giants have not only played their best football the last few weeks, they got the best of both worlds. They they played well in Minnesota. They turned the ball over twice. They should have won that game. They didn't. They dominate the Colts. Hey, it's the Colts, but in a spot where you had to win, left no doubt. Played no one against the Eagles, made them play their starters the entire 60 minutes and gave them a game when they played with guys that shouldn't even be on the practice squad. I think they have all the confidence in the world. I think they're healthy in the right spot. I think defensively, getting a Dory Jackson and Xavier McKinney now who played against the Colts, getting back as well. I like the Giants in the spot. I don't like her cousins. Give me the Giants plus the three. And the last game that I'm going to do again, would have loved to have done this three days ago. Give me the Bengals laying the nine and a half against wow. the, the Ravens. I know that they don't like each other. I know that they just played. I don't see how Tyler Huntley or Brown can score a lot of points. The Bengals are going to put up points. What do the Ravens do? I don't think they can gimmick their way into this. I know defensively they're decent. I just don't think that they can handle Cincinnati. And when the game starts to get out of control, I don't see them doing the backdoor cover, which is what I was a little bit afraid with with Seattle. So I like the Bengals. Again, I would have liked it at six or seven, what it was three days ago. But give me them laying the line and a half, and I gave it away. Give me the Giants for the money line. All right, there you have it. Marco's on the board with four for his perfect parlay here. Four-team parlay. Jags plus two and a half on Saturday night. Bills minus 13, Giants plus 3, Bengals minus 9.5. Fleegs, you're up next. Marco, Coming off I, a win. I, Marco, I hope you win this week because I have the same exact picks oh, as you right down the line. Parlay? Now, wow. Are you kidding me? Well, and here's some of the explanation for it. The, the Jaguars-Chargers game and Giants-Vikings, I look at these games very similarly. You have one team that is significantly more talented than the other. Then you have a team that is an underdog that has – a either slight coaching edge because we don't know exactly what O'Connell is going to be in the postseason or in the Jacksonville Chargers game where you have as wide a coaching margin as you're going to see probably in the NFL playoffs with Staley on one side who probably cost his team Mike Williams for this game, <laughs> maybe cost him Bosa for this game, and Doug Peterson, a guy who won the Super Bowl. Jaguars being at home, I love them to win the game outright. Giants I'm a little more nervous about just because the game is in Minnesota. But I think Brian Dayball is going to make a statement on Sunday. I think the Giants win outright. Those are my upset picks. And then with the big spreads, you're a little afraid to lay. I'm going to say a little worried about the 9.5 with the Bengals just because of how good the Ravens' defense has been in the last month or so of the season with the Bills and Dolphins. 
this is 38-3. Maybe the Dolphins score a late touchdown, 38-10, written all over it. Like Marco said, the one key thing, I don't think the Bills are going to stop. I think the Bills are going to look to put on a party for their fans in Orchard Park. They're going to steamroll a team that is coming in with no chance. Maybe Teddy Bridgewater could have kept this game close. We would have loved to see Tua because Tua's Dolphins and the Bills gave you two really good games this year. That's not going to happen. Sorry, I'm saying this as Eddie Cazares <laughs> walking in here now. But hey, the Dolphins I, I think suck. he knows what to expect <laughs> with Skylar Thompson, a quarterback. <laughs> it's going to be a scary scene up in Buffalo. So Eddie's probably going to sleep through the game anyway. Or maybe not at 1 o'clock. Maybe he'll do something else. He'll go out and walk the dogs. Yeah. The Bills roll on Sunday. Giants have to be the money line pick. I was so tempted to try to pick this Cowboy-Buck game and throw it in. But how can you bet on a team one way or the other with Todd Bowles or Mike McCarthy? That just screams stay away. And I wanted to include the Niners too, but I gave the Bengals the slight edge because Lamar Jackson's out and Tyler Huntley, who knows where you're going to get from him. Whereas Geno Smith and the Seahawks might be able to show you some kind of a pulse against the Seahawks or against the Niners. So that's why I'm on the same four as Marco. Wow. Yeah, you might now, want to put the uh that that is the there's no way you're gonna the, uh, win. Chargers. Yeah, there's no chance. Now I'm, I'm thinking of trying to make like a little amendment here because you guys each picked four of the same games. Like if you added another game, then I'll be the judge, or not the judge, but like let's say you lost one of the games from the parlay, but you picked a different game that won. I'll replace it and you win. Does that make sense? If you'd like, but I have a feeling it's going to be the same thing. If that's the case, then I would take the Niners. I think it's nine and a half. And yeah, that's what, we, what the hell's going on It would have to be whether or not we're going differently on the Bucks and the Cowboys. Which where, where would you go on that one? Because I can tell you now, if I had to, I, I would never touch this game. Never. I don't I don't like either one of them. If I had to, I would go with the Cowboys. Yeah, same thing. Wow. And that's funny because that so one, you know when I first came out, right, I thought, so oh, it. Bucks. But as I thought about it through the week, I said, there's no way that they've they've beaten awful teams, needed miracles to beat awful teams just to get to this point. I, I think the Cowboys surprised the betting public and win on Monday. Well, the good news is both of you. Now you may not be able to catch Fleegs, but you're only three points behind him, so that's a. Well, uh, there's a few weeks left after this. All right, mm. but the good news is that you could both catch me. I have neither of your four picks. I went with two games. I'm going with a two-team parlay here. Again, trying to take a knee, it, huh? It's not even that. I just, I genuinely. <laughs> Running out the clock with four weeks to go. <laughs> yeah, I don't, well, we talked about this all year. Like, I don't like the big spreads. Right. So, I'm not saying that I think the Bills won't cover. I just don't. It's just not my thing. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Bengals. I don't like that. So, I'm staying away from those two games, at least here. Like, in reality, I'm going to figure out a way to bet them because I want to watch them. <laughs> Might be drinking. Same food, game parlays. Like, It'll be something. Teases. Put, put it this way. In reality, I'm betting every freaking game. I don't know which way, how I'm doing it yet. There will be better. In game, I'm betting every game. Take how much that to money the bank. do you think is going to be placed on the Bills, Bengals, Niners tease? Yeah, right. And that's where you get And the money line in. parlay. Oh, 100% I'm doing teasers and parlays. But for this purpose, for the perfect parlay, Two teams for me. I'm going to start with Monday night. I'm going with the Cowboys. I know you guys are afraid to do it. Dallas has been one of the teams I've been riding all year long. Ugly effort last week in Washington. I don't like McCarthy either. Dak has been a pick machine. I get it. The Bucks suck. If not for Tom Brady's postseason prowess, if not for his all-time greatness, nobody would be picking the Bucks in this game. Tom Brady has been the same guy all year long that he's going to be Monday night. He, It's not his fault. Just the Bucs aren't that good. So I don't believe in Bowles. I don't believe in the Bucs team this year at all. I do believe Dallas is talented, and they're going to figure out a way to win this game and cover that 2.5. Especially, I love this game, especially that everybody's on the Bucs. Think about it. They stink. How is everybody all of a sudden now on Tampa Bay? It does not make sense. The way that we watch football for 18 weeks, the Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game, and they're going to cover the two and a half. The other game, I'm going with the Vikings minus three. This is not an anti-Giants thing at all. I just feel like too many people are overrating the Giants here. I get that it's been a great season. I'm not taking anything away from that. I love Brian Dable. He's the one reason why I would be hesitant to make this pick. However, the Giants aren't as good as Minnesota. For those of you who think that they are, look at the records. The record does mean something. I don't trust Minnesota. I don't trust Kirk Cousins. But as bad as they are, or as lack of 
trustworthy they are, untrustworthy, whatever, untrustworthy as they are, they're 13 and 4. People talk about the Giants as if they are 13 and 4. Oh, by the way, this game is being played in Minnesota. Now, if you want to tell me, truth be told, I probably won't bet the three, but we don't do money line parlays here. We do actual parlays. When I bet the game, if I do it, it's going to be in a parlay with the Vikings money line. So I could see this being a tight game. I could also see it going the wrong way for the Giants and getting maybe blown out. I cannot see the Giants winning this game, especially because it seems like the majority of people can. Minnesota's the more talented team. Minnesota is at home. They have more explosive weapons. I think Minnesota figures that. And they owe the Giants some payback for the last time these two teams met many, many years ago. I do believe in that stuff. How years ago it comes back sometimes around where the other team gets some revenge. Give me the Vikings minus three to send the Giants home. And look, end what has been a great season for this team. But I can't imagine this Giants team with this talent playing in the divisional round. It's not going to happen. And obviously, I'm taking if I'm taking the Vikings minus three, Vikings on the money line in that game. So a two-teamer for me, Vikes minus three, Dallas minus two and a half on Monday night. Fleegs and Marco both have the same parlays. Jags plus two and a half. Bills minus 13. Bengals minus nine and a half. And the Giants plus three. That is your perfect parlay pick segment for the wild card weekend. Looking forward to it and seeing what could happen, of course, throughout the course of these six games this weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 